Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Anna Johnson. Melissa Dell. Kevin Dell. And Jonah Duke. In the house. Hanging out yet again, ready to talk about some of our maybe least favorite. I was going to say favorite games, but I think our topic for today's episode is actually board game horror stories. Dun, dun, dun. We didn't load. We should have loaded new sounds. Oh, we could have had the high ones. We, uh, I don't know what inspired this episode topic, but I think all of us have been at Walmart this week and saw that Halloween stuff is already out. What is happening? <laughs> We also just finished watching, I think all of us finally, Stranger Things, so hang around till afterwards. After the cre- end credits? Yeah, we'll do some spoiler Sounds action good. there. Uh, first. Yeah, first let's talk about some of the games that we've been playing recently. Uh, I know that on our last episode we mentioned that we got to hang out with uh, Ignacy Trevicek and uh, do some gaming with him and try out his new game, Brazil Imperial. Imperium? Imperial. Imperial. That uh, he's showing off at Gen Con this week. Now, we haven't actually made it to Gen Con. By the time you hear this, you're probably driving home from Gen Con. So you'll be all excited. You'll know all about these games. Um, but we're recording this in advance, and we did get to play that game in advance. Uh, I think, did we all get to play it? Maybe not Hannah. No, Sorry. I Sorry, Hannah. You can ask all the questions, and then we'll just tell you about the experience. Perfect. <laughs> Why does Jonah know the game so well? It's a really good game. <laughs> Everyone should love it because I played it twice and I won. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Both times. He did win both times. So we played it with Ignacy, and he, well, he coached us as we played. With his son, yeah. Yeah, and we, tell us a little bit about your, what what role you played, Kevin. Wait. The first game. The first game I was Napoleon. So what are some of his strengths? He really wants to get his army out, his cannons, his calvar, calvary, cavalry, cavalry, cavalry. And um, I didn't do it immediately, but I found a way to, like, I found the mechanism on how to do it finally. And <clears throat> worked out pretty well, but by the time I figured it all out, the game was almost over. But I enjoyed playing that one. I forget who the second, when I played it again, the second time, but I under, since you understand the game a lot better, I was able to move things around. I was one turn ahead of Jonah for most of the game. Yeah, I thought I was going to lose because of that. Yeah. I really did. And I didn't win by very much. It was like five or six points. Right. And I think it really might have just been because of, like I... I know why you won. Like the last I mean, action I was... You were doing really well. Yeah. But it was also, you were you figured out... I think the reason you won is because I didn't play the second time. Whoa! Oh, can't be. <laughs> you, you got beat the first time, Will. The, uh, the, the building of the kingdoms or whatever with yeah, the, the crown, cities. that gave you like a 15, 20 points. And yeah. no one else was doing more than one. You yeah. did like three. I did three. Well, the crazy part was I had like a like a, a round card, a goal card, that said I had to build at least one city and then two other buildings from that era. And I built a second city like thinking, oh, this will totally count. When I went to flip my card over, my brain tricked me and was like, this doesn't count. And I was like, stink, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And like the next turn, I was like, oh, it does totally count. That's like, the yes, I had the right. Need. Yeah, I was like, yes, I had the right idea, right. which was really helpful. And at the end of the game, it was basically like one turn left because I didn't finish first because I mean, truthfully, I was trying to beat you to right. flip over the third the era, goal, uh, era card. Yep. I didn't even get close, really. And I was like, well, if I only have one turn left, what's going to get me the most points? So I'll just get another five points. And I ended up winning by like five or six, mm-hmm. which was interesting. It's good to, it's good to yeah. know, like in that game, which is it, the gameplay is really enjoyable, but it's not about finishing. I mean, that, that end card is not giving you like so many it's extra points. not guaranteeing points, the right? victory. Not guaranteeing you a lot of points either. So right. it might be like two or three points. So the game is an action selection game where you're choosing from a set of actions each turn. You can't choose the same one you chose the last time. You can upgrade those actions over the course of the game. Uh, you've got this big kind of area exploration, area control map where you are building buildings and you have the potential to be able to conquer each other's uh, built buildings and take over their resources and things. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on. The game is kind of driven. Your motivation is the game in the game is driven kind of by those three goal cards you get, one for 
each era of the game and as you complete it you'll get uh, bonuses and everybody's kind of racing to complete all of theirs in hopes of getting those points but as Kevin just pointed out it is possible to score a lot of points in other ways so that you don't necessarily have to complete that third goal or whatever in order to win the game yeah I would say I played the the second game the game that's on our YouTube channel but that was my first time playing and I think it was probably about a third of the way through the game when things really started to, to click. click. Yep. So definitely Kevin and Jonah had an advantage of seeing how it all came together and how they need to string things together to be efficient in the mm-hmm. game. I definitely second that. But once you've played it once and then you get the idea, I all think right. like your second through whatever, 10, 20 games are all going to be like even playing field because you I know agree. what you're doing now and you know kind of what the symbols mean and all the iconography and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, like any game, it's got a, a little bit of a learning curve. However, I did really think that they did a good job of like, you've got this player mat in front of you that gives you all the information you kind of need for the game. It just takes you a, t- a minute or two to actually recognize like, oh, that's what this icon actually means. And, and putting then, them in the right order is really helpful. Right, yep. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that one. We do have a live playthrough on our channel if you want to check it out and see what it looks like. Uh, Ignacy joined us for it and gave some comments and mm-hmm. I would have been trying to, you guys messed up. I would have been like, Hey, give me some strategy. What should I be doing? <laughs> <laughs> was he sitting next to Jonah? He was. Oh, maybe he was doing that. Oh, huh? my goodness. <laughs> Melissa had finally got her, one of her favorite games in the mail. Well, not in the mail from, um, the Kickstarter delivery from Richard Lanius. Oh, so, um, it was probably about last year, maybe mm-hmm, about a year ago. We played Thunder Rolls on our channel. We have a playthrough and I have a how to play. This is a NASCAR inspired game and I am a big NASCAR fan. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels a little bit like Las Vegas where you have the dice rolling phase of the game where you're putting dice out on certain sections to take actions and then... There's a programming phase where you're going to collect cards based on the dice that you've put out and then program those and hope that you can get in front of the other players, do crossover moves, side draft them, draft, and fun stuff like that. I I guess I should admit that <laughs> yes. my brother did beat me. Oh, there it is. One of my, my few losses and he did have the best player name that he came up with, which I can't exactly remember, but they were making a Rodney Axel something. Rodney, Ax- <laughs> Rodney Axelrod or something like that? Yeah, something like that. He came up with the name, so it was only fair that he won, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming the whole family are actually NASCAR fans. Is that true, or is this just your personal love? Um, no, it did start with my dad, and we grew up going to races together. So the I'm surprised was my there. brother actually played it because I think the NASCAR races scarred him for life. Oh, no. But <laughs> I've heard the stories. More horror yes, stories? What? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, speaking of horror stories. <laughs> but um, I do want to mention that there is a Tantrum House car what? in the game. So you have all these stickers so you can make your own sponsors on the cars. And one of them is Tantrum House. Yeah, that's very cool, Richard, to throw that in there. I saw that on some other some other people's posts, and then I think I guess I saw it on our Kickstarter on their Kickstarter originally. That's yeah. that's pretty awesome. I got to play a racing game that I think we've talked about on the channel before, uh, and I don't remember what the name of it is. But what was the horse racing game? Long shot. The long dice shot. Game. I hadn't played that yet. You had never played long shot. No, the dice game. and I'd heard lots of people talk about you it. Ever played long shot the regular game? Um, nope. Oh man, we need to. <laughs> I've never played either, and I know that it's good. I can uh, already you tell. You need to play. I've this. seen people have so much fun. Yeah, it I was great. It's, it's yeah. got some of those same feels as like Camel Up or any of those games where like you don't oh, yeah. know who's going to cross the finish line for sure, but you got your hopes up, your fingers crossed. You roll the yep. dice, and and everybody cheers as yours actually does go across. I didn't realize how much of a roll and write type of game it was. Mm-hmm. I just missed that entirely. I thought mm-hmm. it was just the dice game, mm-hmm. and I also didn't realize it was kind of funny. One of the one of the guys that we were playing with, he bought the horse that ended up winning. He did all the right things, and I still ended up beating him by several points just because uh, I had like upped my bets on it. But as I was doing the math the whole time, I was like, there's no way I can beat him. His horse is going to win. He's going to get 35 bucks or whatever it is. Uh, and this is impossible. And then I, and he was like one of the lowest scoring people, I think, in the game. So I don't know what my math was doing, which is why I'm not good at games anyway. We'll, we'll probably <laughs> had some accidental cheating. And there was probably, actually, yeah, I probably multiplied when I was supposed to add. Um, but it was fun. It was a really good time. I hadn't played that yet. And that was, that was an enjoyable one. I agree. Jonah, you should try it out. You would have a great time with it. I believe So it. my free advice is, if you can buy a horse, buy the horse. Okay. That's it. Okay. There's your free I'll advice. I'll remember it. There you go. 
uh, <laughs> Melissa and I also was able to play my father's work, which has recently come out. Um, we've just played one uh, um, one game of it, but there's multiple. There's different scenarios in the box. Melissa, do you want to explain like just briefly what my father's work is? It is a worker placement game, but it also requires an app to play because it because it has a story element in it, and in the different scenarios, you're playing in this book for a village for your worker placement spots, and then as the game goes on, your choices may make different things happen and you go to a different page in the book. So now you have a hospital or no, you don't have a hospital. You have a bank. So um, there's a lot of variability in the game as you go on. It is a longer game though. You're playing three generations. Basically your father's a mad scientist and leaves all his journals to you. And then you continue his work and then you get old and die and leave them to your children. And then their children leave them, leave them to their children so it takes about about three hours to play. Sure. I would say two and a half to three hours. If everyone knows how to play, I think you could probably get it done to between two and two and a half. And everyone's moving. But it's basically think Frankenstein or Dracula. It's gothic horror novel. Bring that horror theme again. With lots of <laughs> we nailed it. Lots of text to read about what's going on in the city, and you have a creepy track and an insanity track, and you're creating all these different potions and inventions and collecting things. There's a cemetery where you're digging up bodies to use in your experiments, and uh, so it's really interesting. It combines that worker placement with yeah. that the story elements. Is right. it now? I'm interested. Yeah, is it? I'm more interested too because I thought I knew what the game was. Is it replayable? You have to read all the stuff the second time. Yeah, through, there's so many it... branching paths that you could try and play the same exact way, but you probably aren't because of other players' decisions in the game and what just what's happening. So yeah, and there are even secret things. So there's stuff that you read for the whole group, and then it you put in your names, and it'll say, "Okay, who achieved this or who did this." And it will know to give certain story elements to those players. And some of them are secret, like personal penalties or bonuses. I really like the changing map because as you're changing the the game board, different things are becoming available to you from game to game. And we've only played the initial disease scenario. There's like three other scenarios or two other scenarios in the base game box. (laughs) So. Yeah, that's it's not what I thought it was. Father's it. work from Renegade Games. One thing that we were thinking about: there's a little the language in the game is very like maybe archaic because oh, yeah. because they're trying to get you in the Old English authentic. Yeah, they're trying to get you in the the the, the mood, the theme of the it's game. It's macabre. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa had the idea of doing a, a TikTok video where she just basically translates it, but shortens it down to like one sentence, like "Go dig up the dead people." Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 no, no. Will, Will throwing in words he doesn't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. That is correct. <laughs> Another game that we played this past week that took us three hours, but actually didn't feel like it. That Speaking I really enjoyed. Three hours. Yeah, was uh, Moonrakers. We've been playing that on our channel the last couple of times. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now, and we just played the. Mm, it's, called? Uh, it's called Loom Luminor. Luminor. The Luminor co-op version, which is actually like an app-driven version of the game where you actually play together as a team trying to achieve missions, and it was and good. When we, when we say app version, we mean um, you log in online on Steam and or whatever um, platform that works for your device, and um, you still use all of your personal components uh, that you normally play in Moonrakers, it just you don't use the center board um, to keep track of who's in what place and all that stuff. So yeah, it's uh, very the, good. The game takes care of everything else, managing oh, what's going whatever on. Whatever you're thinking of at home about this app-based co-op version, it's not that. It was very good. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I've played was, some that I good. other games that have tried to do something similar to this and they didn't work very well. This one, I didn't even realize we had played three hours. I was like, oh, normal. I felt like it was a normal length game. I think the uh, traveling through space and the animations really kept you into it. It was easy to see that there's multiple different paths we can take. We're taking this path. The boss is at the end of this path. So we're 
we're just kind of going planet by planet to the boss. Once you learn where the, like the buying purchasing depots are, you know that there's another one coming in two missions. So I really need to get through what I'm doing now. So I can get I, the money. Yeah. I want to get money cause I know it's coming, you know, so it, it really kept you engaged, um, honestly for the most part. And, uh, I like that it was like, after, even after we played once, there were so many other like paths and um, planets that we didn't explore that it was like, Kind of in, like one of those, oh, like, oh, for more. Yeah. And then even like one time we did pretty well. I think we kind of beat everything the best we could, except for one specific planet that would have given us more cards. And then it kind of made our choice for us. Like, well, we didn't get the cards we needed to go to the other, you know, path. So we need to stay down here. So it was, uh, it was fun. Yeah. I really think, I don't know this as a fact, but I would guess that the the story elements that we got out of this game are probably what the designers kind of intended when they were making it because the mission cards that we're playing with all have cool names on them and all the characters have names on them. When we played the game and it was like, oh, do you want to gamble against this guy and try to trick him and play your miss cards instead? Like that was a cool twist that I didn't really see coming yeah. when we when we started the game. And then I was like, oh, I mean, these characters do have names. It makes sense that they would give us the the reward money that we won and that these are the parts that we would get from playing against captain so-and-so like it all really tied the theme together for me in a way that before it was just cool art and graphics and in this one i was like oh this is definitely a storyline that progresses in a logical way and and makes some sense and introduces some pretty cool characters so yeah i I thoroughly enjoyed that one it was also uh difficult yes which i liked well, especially if you're going to play cooperative, right. like I don't want to be easy. Yeah. Like it was like, we need to think this through for a second here. Or hope we get lucky yeah. and use that one skill that we forgot we had. And yep. yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. It was funny at the beginning of the game. We're like, oh, we got to roll two hazard dice each. This is the worst. And then by the end, it was like, <laughs> all of us are rolling four and hoping for the best. Yep. <laughs> I will say that it was probably more fun because it was definitely the best dice that I've rolled the entire time that I've ever played. This is true. When we were doing competitive, you were rolling oh, terrible. I was rolling great. It was like, yeah, I'll take the extra die. I know it's going to be zero anyway. Like, I'm I'm rolling great. I'm rolling four die and getting one hit. Yeah. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> We've created a monster. <laughs> Let's jump into our Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about two games coming to crowdfunding platforms the second and third week of August 2022. Melissa, start us off. On August 9th, AEG Games is bringing back Dead Reckoning. This was one of my favorites from a few years ago, and it has just recently made it to backers, and they're coming back to Kickstarter with the base game, the expansions that were in the first one, and a new expansion, The Letters of Mark. The Letters of Mark. Mark. It is spelled (laughs) with a (laughs) Q-U-E. That's true. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, Kevin, for the pirate flavor. I don't know where Kevin is. (laughs) This is going... Very badly. You're going to walk the plank now. (laughs) Okay. So Dead Reckoning is a card crafting game. If you've played Mystic Veil or Edge of Darkness, it has the clear cards that you're sleeving together so you can create new cards with more powers and abilities. This is a piratey themed game if you haven't caught on to that yet. It's what? (laughs) (laughs) But um, there's more than just sailing around and attacking other players, though. You can actually play the whole game without doing any of that. There are islands to control. There are buildings you can build. You can upgrade your ship. There's uh, face-down tiles that you explore. So there's a lot of different things that you can do in the game. I usually go after cannons and it usually backfires on me because the (laughs) (laughs) and now we're in space space pirates the best best i had (laughs) but um anyway i I really enjoy this game it's a little bit on the longer side probably two two to three Mm -hmm. hours especially as you're learning but 
a lot of choices. I enjoy upgrading my crew that's and my creating favorite those cards. I was going to say that's my favorite part of the game is upgrading your crew since you have, I don't know, about t- 12. 12 crew members. You're, you never get more crew. You're just making your crew better, which is pretty By cool. leaving the cards yeah, and clear, upgrading clear them. Cards. That's really fun. Um, there's also Saga expansions that I've really enjoyed. They add unlockable content and a booklet where you make a choice and you read in the booklet and it might have you make another choice. And are you going to get something good? Or are you going to, you know, be sucked down a, a whirlpool or something? <laughs> you just don't know. Um, Hannah, you've played at least once. What did you think? I really liked it. It, it was another one that didn't feel like it was long, but uh, you, I got to drop cubes into the 3d ship to see how battles were winning and that's just anything that drops down on dice like towers the best part and it's plenty of good things not just bad things the randomness doesn't bother me a bit but i thought when i first looked at it that the board was very small there's only nine sea tiles to explore but that was plenty mm-hmm. it didn't need to be bigger but it was really fun we will have a playthrough of this on our channel so you can check that out. It August, might be... August 18th, so it'll be August coming out 18th. soon. August 18th. All right. Dead Reckoning for Pirate Lovers. Sarah. Coming August 16th to Kickstarter is um, two games on the same campaign. Uh, the first one is um, Prehistories Expansion from 25th Century Games. And the other one is Age of Ambition expansion for space explorers. Um, this one I've played several times, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, it's from the same designer, Yuri Zaravajov, um, and they um, added seven new modules to go with space explorers. Um, I think a little bit like Splendor in that you're using the um, cards that you get to help pay for later cards um, building a tableau. Um, in this, the seven different modules um, can, you can add up to, they recommend three of them at a time, although you really could play more than that. It would get difficult. Um, there's three that add quite a bit of content to the game um, and change up maybe how you buy cards. Um, the first one, at everyone takes on the role of a specific country in the space race, and there is a token that goes out on one of the cards in the Tableau market that you are purchasing from. And if you take the card that has the token from your country, it's the token is free to you, and you add it to your little board, and it offers um, little... Um, bonus actions that you can take um, anytime on your turn. Um, If you want to purchase one that has somebody else's token, you have to pay um, an extra resource to gain it. But you will get victory points for getting set collections of other countries' tokens throughout the game. Um, So there's a bonus for doing that. Um, Another one adds leaders. So the cards are more difficult to try and gain. You can't use your already purchased cards in your tableau to get a discount you have to just pay for them straight up but they do have extra victory points that you can gain at the end um, and some of them are worth quite a bit more than a lot of the other cards um, there is um, one that adds um, individual player powers there's new um, projects tiles that have variable um, point amounts on them Um, And then there's also a new token for one of the modules that allows you to use it like a wild. You have to use it with another matching token, but it is nice to have that um, flexibility of having a wild token to pay for things. So, um, And then there's also one that is a crisis um, module where... There is something major happening that's affecting all of the players, and you have to get through several turns of it um, affecting you negatively, and then you'll move on to the next crisis. So trying to be more like real life, there was always something going on. Um, Thinking back through history and all the different missions, um, there was always something to be overcome. Is it one that's literally called Houston, We Have a Problem? No, I uh, I don't know that they have names on them. They they may, um, but um, 
they they use some of the different mechanics in the game to like oh you can't do this extra bonus thing that you normally get to do on your turn or you have to pay extra for certain types of tiles or um certain cards the specialist cards so anyway that is the age of ambition um expansion for space explorers and then uh, you can check out our channel we will have a preview video of that and then we will also have a preview video of prehistories the expansion for that one as well great job everyone (laughs) (laughs) are we moving into our topic of the evening let's do it so I know everybody has some kind of board game horror story. I've I've definitely heard people's personal stories where they were like sitting at a game, playing it, complaining about how they didn't like it, and then found out like 10 minutes later that the designer was the guy sitting next to them playing it. That's always a That's <laughs> great tough. story. That's I just tough. recently heard somebody tell me that where they're like, and then I looked over. Well, actually, they told me I heard, it was two stories right in a row. The first one was I was playing this game. I was t- telling this guy how to do it. I was like explaining. I was all excited. After I got done, this other guy who was sitting at the table was like, man, good job uh, selling my game for me that you you did a really good job. And he was like, what? Oh, I didn't know you were the designer. Oh, I love this game. As soon as that story was done being told to me, then the other guy chimed in. And he was like, oh, I had the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was complaining about how this game was broken. I didn't like it. And then found out like two days later, you know, the guy that you were sitting next to was the designer, right? Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, what. So I don't know if you guys have any personal horror stories. Those would be great to share. However, even if you don't, uh, there are some great feeds and strings and yeets. What are they called? Oh, no. What, what's stop, the word for? Stop, stop while you're ahead. What's, uh, what's the Reddit threads? Are they threads? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, there's some pretty entertaining Reddit threads out there. Okay, so I looked one up, so I'm going to read it to you guys. I think it's hilarious, but you let me know what you think. It says, I was playing Monopoly cards with my sister and mother. We were trading cards. Mom traded a card with me so both of our sets would be complete. Then this woman used the deal breaker <laughs> card to steal my now completed set and won the game. It was one of the most devastating betrayal moments in my life. I literally cried, not because I lost, because I felt so betrayed. Oh, it's a good move. It's a good move. <laughs> I've definitely done that in Catan where you like trade everybody for, you ask them, do you have any wood for you? How many wood you got? You got three woods? You want to trade me? And then you just use the robber card yeah, and no, steal them. Nice but not, yeah, yeah. Just steal it right up front of them. So mean. I've had people like, like walk out of a game before and I've never, I've had people like upset a game. I've never had anybody like ruin a game. Like, you know, like flip a table or anything like that. But they, I've had people that upset and Will stuff. wanted to flip a table one time. <laughs> this is a... I mean, I want to flip tables all the time, but I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't know what story we're talking no. about. I'm talking about the time that you had the four-hour saga. Oh! <laughs> that is We've heard that one on the... Yes, probably we've heard on the podcast. Yeah. The Earth, Air, and Sea or something like yeah. that. Land, Air, and Sea. Yeah, whatever it is. I think that's right. Yeah. Way Land too long. Air. I think, like, my personal horror story that involves Kevin and Melissa. Oh. So they taught us, me and Charlie, to play Agricola. Okay. Uh, so we were like, okay, absolutely new games. We love this new is, games. This is like absolutely. last week. No, this was years ago, but I still remember it and refuse to play the game ever again. Uh, so <laughs> halfway through, we were told, oh, yeah, you need to get a cow. Make sure you get a cow because you'll need to feed your family. And I'm like, well, how do I get a cow? There's no more cows in the game, but you should have gotten a cow. <laughs> and we, neither Charlie and I could feed our family for the last three or four turns. And we actually did rage quit oh, because there nice. was no way we could oh, play that. But I have refused to play the game. I don't remember ever. that, Hannah. Poor Hannah. <laughs> I saw a great meme that's like uh, it's the dog. It's the one with like the husky underneath, and the whiteboard says something like, uh, "Oh, I forgot to tell you about that bonus point that I'm now going to award myself, you know, for the game rules or whatever." Happens all the time when I teach. My AC, (laughs) my AC window unit was tilted and poured water into the chest we stored the games in. We didn't notice for a week. Soaked. And all the cards, boxes, and most of the boards were deteriorated or stuck together. This is a Reddit one, not a personal one. Here's here's one to top that. Go for it. Uh, I started a game of Twilight Imperium 3. We had to set it up in a spare room. And so they 
uh, put it out on this massive table that took up a lot of the room. And so he had a large board to put some of the stuff that he had on his table and set it off to the side on the radiator. And like hours later, they're like, we're going to come back tomorrow and finish the game because it had gone too long. And he said he heard this huge crash and they thought the bookshelf had completely toppled with all the games. No, the radiator had exploded. (gasps) Oh, no. And the room was filled with this black oozing liquid everywhere. It had sprayed the entire room. It's a terrible day. Yes. That's definitely worse than than the one I found on Reddit. But this one hits a little close to home. So someone had a huge Dominion collection and kept it in one of those wooden Artist crates, which Kevin and I, Kevin and I have one of those with our Dominion collection in there. Clasp it! Oh no! Um, So (laughs) Kevin already knows. Kevin's like they didn't clasp it. No. Um, So so this person, uh, this friend, was in the car with the person who had the collection thunderstorm the guy opens the car door oh, the no. box falls out in the rain bursts open spilling hundreds oh. maybe even thousands oh. of dominion cards oh. in the mud oh. that's tough gotta sleeve them oh. gotta sleeve them <laughs> has anybody read the android one yet go for it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna shorten it up the these these People were playing Android and they were introducing it to some of their friends. And Android takes a long time to play. Um, it was like 3 a.m. and they decided that they've had enough and they would, you know, go and come back to the game the next morning. They got up to leave to their separate rooms and suddenly remembered that the cats that were oh. in the other room were just about to dart into the room where the game was all set up. All of them were fearful that the cats were going to jump on the table. Um, in in the night and ruin all the individual placements placements so panic was set in but thankfully their friend grabbed the cat and um to hold her gently but close to his chest while rubbing in the back of the neck of the cat all as well <laughs> my friend letting um his feline letting um muse something like oh man yeah that was a close one imagine if she managed to get onto the the cat jerked and leapt into a single motion span in the air and landed on the table, which exploded into a miasma of bits, pieces, cards, and a markers all over the boards and flipped over and sent everything flying all over the room. The cat bolted for the door and vanished. We all stood in silent shock at the absolute and instantaneous destruction. Then I almost died laughing. The timing of that can't be any better. I just read a story as well about this guy. He says uh, he was playing Risk with his friends. They were playing for three or four hours. His name is oh. Josh. His buddy's name is Ryan. They uh, they get down to where they've eliminated everybody. There's just the two of them, and uh, Josh is looking at the map, and he spills a huge glass of water and washes away all the troops in Asia, Europe, and parts of Africa. <laughs> Washes <away>. Flood. <laughs> we had, that's actually what he says. We had no idea where anything was supposed to go, so we just called it a draw based on divine intervention. It was essentially our own version of the flood. And then this guy below comments on it, which is even better, and he says, this is so weird. I used to play Risk in high school with my friend Josh. My name is Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) This is a weird story. (laughs) I I have one about Risk that I found on Reddit. It says, my nephew brought his girlfriend to play Risk. Mistake number one. (laughs) He was was dominating the whole game, and according to his behavior, he was on the verge of victory. I personally only had three countries left. His girlfriend did some investments and placed her armies around my countries. When she started attacking me, his smile slowly went away. When she cheerfully announced she goes for my last country with her 20-plus army against my three-person army, I saw a little sweat drop drooling over my (laughs) nephew's head. When she flipped over her mission to annihilate me, he flipped the board and stormed out. They broke up a week later. So I saw one. I, I couldn't find it again, but there was a girlfriend and a boyfriend that were playing Catan, and he was taking over her um, playing the game. But eventually, they did get married. So it worked out. Oh, it worked out. I have one at Christmas. Somebody said they were all opening gifts, and they hopped over a pile of gifts to hand something to somebody else. And accidentally landed on a box, oh. and it was happened to be a board game, and they crushed through the whole thing. 
Oh, I oh, actually we, have, we oh, have a personal a story we actually have a personal about horror that. story. Go. So um, we were playing some games with some friends of ours at our house, and um, one of our friends was kind of leaning back in his stool chair and somehow completely falls backwards off of the chair and lands on our clank legacy <laughs> box, oh. which was on the floor by the window. Okay, let me just talk about this. And it was crushed. Yeah, the board game box was crushed. But let me say, I had specifically moved that box into a spot. I'm like, oh, this will be safe over here. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, we haven't done the video yet for the, the review video for this game. I'm like, oh, it'll be okay over here. And I'm like, oh, when that happened, I was just like in the pit of my stomach. I was like, oh, man. I, I will say I was a little upset. I got <laughs> Those are rough. Those are rough. Oh, man, terrible stuff. Well, I think we'll call it there, and we'll just jump into some horror more stories in a minute. So stick around after the comments, after the closings, after the beat. <laughs> you do it. Right, thanks for listening to the Bye. Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650. All right, so we've all watched it, maybe. Did Hannah watch it? I haven't watched spoilers. It. I haven't watched it, but I've watched Stranger Things. Oh, I've watched season four it as well. That was a good. That was good news. Uh, yeah, so we have seen all the seasons. Yep, and wrapped up season four, and it was the best. It was great. It was really good. You want to know why it was better for me than it was for you? Because I thought season four was the last season. Oh, I told him I thought it was the ending. Same. I thought I thought I the same listen, until is, the last couple. There's still one more season. Left. I thought it was the last season until like the second to last episode when someone told me. I literally thought it was the last season. It, so I, the, all the season, I was like, "This is epic. This is so good." And there's one more, and that's great. I I will say the first season was really good. The second and third one were okay. I don't even remember things that happened. Oh no, the mall was in the third one, right? It was okay. I didn't like the, I didn't like the the storyline in, in the third. Scoops ahoy, third season <laughs> with there the Russians good, there in was, the bottom of the mall. There's some good stuff, but the, but the third season is where you fell in love with Steve and sure. But those monsters were just like ugh, the yeah. slime monsters or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they've done a really good job, uh, and may, I'm maybe they did it from the beginning, but setting up everything to lead up to this, which makes the final season is going to be even more incredible, uh, knowing that it wasn't just. I think it was season two where they like kind of went off the rails a little bit and oh, they introduced and the stuff. other characters yeah. that we've never seen since then. And I was like, where's this show going? I don't really know. Mm-hmm. The first season was so great with all the just nostalgia and everything that was going on. This one I felt like really pulled back in. I did feel like it was way darker. Mm-hmm. And at first I was a little nervous about it, but I kind of, you know, got over my <laughs> dark, scared of darkness uh, thing and, and enjoyed it. It was good. I enjoyed all the parts of it. The new character guy that works at the pizza shop. Uh-huh. When, like, the first episode that he was in, I was like, oh, this guy's annoying. Have you called the and pizza then shop? I fell in love with him. The, the number to the pizza place is on the side of the van. Have you called it? I have not, but I have heard that, that he answers and leaves a voicemail for ordering pizza, which is oh, hilarious. my kids mm-hmm. totally tried to get me to buy Surfer Boy pizza today at the store. You can't <laughs> today? Are they at the store? That that makes sense. Yeah, you, can buy them, you can buy them in the frozen section. That makes sense. Running Up This Hill is the number one song in America and has been since. <laughs> That's, crazy. That's crazy. It's changing our culture. What about, um, no, the other character I liked was the guy in the airplane. Oh, I mean, he was in season three, too. Yuri? Yuri. Not Yuri. The, the, yeah, yeah, the, the black belt guy who's the black kicking people's butts. Yuri? No, I thought Yuri was the bad guy. Yeah, Yuri was oh. the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. Who's the black belt guy? The best guy ever. I don't remember. Yeah, the one that hangs out with Joyce. He's I don't right, remember. Right, 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 right. The conspiracy theorist. Like you, yeah, you're introduced to him in previous seasons, but I think he did good character development. It was he was funny. He had nice, nice comedic. It um, was great. I think you and I had that conversation because I totally expected him on the plane when he said he was a black belt. I was like, he's going to get lucky. He's going to accidentally click the button. No, he kicked the dude's butt. It was great. <laughs> Actual hero actions. Oh yeah, I was a little. Murray. 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 It was close to Yuri. 
Yuri and Murray. Can we talk about how the Russians captured yeah. all of the things? <laughs> yeah. And the wind. How did they the get wind. the wind? How did they get the how mind catch flare? the tornado of dust yeah. and put it in a cage. They're amazing. They just rolled right on past it, didn't they? <laughs> they did. I'm like, excuse me? They they you, how did you wind. get the wind? Part. I think they built it around the wind. No, it can't be. The wind was literally in the cabin in the woods and then went into the sky at the end of season two. You're right, you're right. And the Russians caught it. And then the Russians have them. (laughs) Russians have it. Vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you going to call? The Russians. (laughs) (laughs) There were, I I felt like there were only a couple of holes that really bothered me. Okay. The biggest, not even plot hole, but just story plot line that didn't make any sense to me was why, oh man, I need names because I can't remember whose names. Why is... Black Widow's dad. Hopper? Yeah. Hopper. Breaking his ankle. The d- main character? <laughs> the main character. <laughs> Why is he breaking his own ankle, but then he's totally fine to run around the rest of the show? There, what happened I did tell, what I think that? I told that to Melissa, too. It wasn't just his ankle. It was like his whole body Wait, was oh, being... Yes. D- terribly demoralized and then, physically in all ways. And then he's having... Yeah. And then he's the hero who beats up people and cuts their heads <laughs> Is off. Is that a hole that you weren't upset, or upset about, or is that just how movies and shows work? Yeah. Yeah, I guess, right. It's not a hole, that's what I was saying. But it bothered me every time. I was like, he he sledgehammered his ankle <laughs> one minute ago. Why is he running through the snow? What is that? This is true. <laughs> and frostbite. He's got to be frostbite. Right. This is a, did we forget that he broke his own foot? I'm so confused. Why did he break his own foot? I, I was also amazed at how much weight he lost. Yes. At, like the actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because he was Black Widow's dad, couldn't fit into dad his ba- suit. Dad bad. Yeah, and then skinny. He's looking sickly. No, it was good. It was good. Uh, I'm I'm excited for season five. I think it's going to be dark from the beginning. I mean, the city is oh, it's at right. a crossroads yeah. with the upside down right there. Yeah. We know Vecna's coming back, mm-hmm. right? And we have no Max. So, I, so I'm so i a little nervous about two things. I think it'll be dark from the beginning and I also think it's going to be slow. It's going to move slow for two or three episodes because I think we've got 20 plus minutes in the first three episodes where they're in that hospital room talking to Max and she's not talking back mm-hmm. or they like go in her mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Eleven's going to go in her mind and she's in there. So oh, I think it's going to be yeah. dark and slow for a while until she wakes up. The one nice thing though do you I, think she wakes up? Yeah, I think I, if it was me, I'm waking her up first episode. Let's just move on past. <laughs> but I think the Duffer brothers are waking her up episode four. Okay. I'll really? say episode two. Do you think – I? my theory is they – She's fighting him inside right now. Yeah, I think Eleven wakes her up or helps her in her mind – Oh. Even though she's actually probably going to die. I agree. But gonna I think die. she's not up until now. So I think she's got lines and in her mind and stuff early. Episode one, oh, two, three. Sure. But she's not up like in real life until like four. I'm going to say two. Uh, I do think we mentioned this before, but the nice thing about Netflix shows is it's not just a 40 minute like tithe a movie. It's like they're, they <laughs> it can, was good. But they can they can do an episode it could be an hour or it could be 2 hours or it could be whatever makes sense for that episode, which I I think is great for that for the for this. I agree. 2 hour 2 hour 20 minute finale. So let's talk hour about a long episode. It was good. So let's talk about how uh Netflix in season 4 gave us the first 6 episodes or 7 episodes and then the last two. Yeah. Are they making us watch them one every Friday for season 5? I hope so. Who knows? I, like I kind of hope so too. This, they make it so much better, right? Is when it, it's when it's like when once a week. It, yeah. So then you know everyone's caught up. It's not That's like true. I watched three. How many did you watch last night? Oh, I was tired. Only other, watched so one. <laughs> right? Right. If you every Friday and you get time. the suspense back. I need time to see my memes yeah. after each episode. Yeah. <laughs> I need if, if we got a new song from the eighties that's going crazy. I need time to listen to it. I need to make sure push nineties next time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So is it 2024? Is it going to be Britney? It's going to be Britney Spears. Yeah, did you guys hear that? 2024 is when they're coming. When season five is it? 2022 years. Two years. No, it's still in the 80s. There will not be 90s music. It's still 86 or whatever year it is in the show. Yeah, because I think it picks up probably the same. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you're right. So with 19 year olds playing 15 year olds. (laughs) (laughs) So so what are we thinking about this love triangle? Nancy, Steve, Jonathan. I don't know. Mm. Jonathan really wasn't in this one as much. 
right? Nancy's until going the back very to Steve. end when he's kind of like, "Are we still friends and love each other?" Nancy's going back to Steve. I always thought Jonathan was a little creepy. He is a little creepy. Yes, pretty I agree. much everybody True. in the show. He was t- he was <laughs> taking pictures in the woods creepily. Just so happened to get the monster. You're a creep. That's weird. Oh, that's true. You're weird. That's weird. I didn't let him slide on that. It's been four seasons. Nah. Uh-uh. All right. I feel like we're not talking about the most important part. Okay. Go for it, Hannah. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. That is true. Because we, we are board game people, club. and I don't think, I think I'm the only one here who is playing at all. But that's, it's epic how it's brought it back. There's a new movie coming out. I did out. see that. That was cool. Who's going to come see it with me? I'm in. Okay. Chris <laughs> so, yes. Pine. Mm-hmm. And who, yeah. and the guy from Bridgerton? No, mm-hmm. who's the other guy? The, there's the guy the who's in all, was on in all those romance movies, like early two thousands. <laughs> He's the bad guy. Fabio, I'm Ryan Reynolds. No, the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I went twenty years back and Joe went ten years. <laughs> but no, I, and I think most of the people, the actors, have not played. In real life, they have not played Dungeons and Dragons. What? So, I feel like that would be a prerequisite to right? a star. And they show. still haven't, like, on their press store. But, but Chris Pine, you're right. It's Roger Jean Page, I think, is the guy you're Is it the guy about. from Bridgerton? I think yes. so. Okay, yeah. Yes. So, yes. He Smith, left that to go Hugh play Grant Dungeons. Is the guy I think you're also thinking of. Yes, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. That is exactly right. Wolverine? Who are we talking about? Hugh. Hugh Grant is the bad no, guy. No, Hugh Grant exactly. is definitely the. What did you. The, the rom com yeah, guy, yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, he's the bad guy now, so. Awesome. But I think the memes, I cannot get the Chrissy Wake Up remix out of my head. Chrissy Wake Up. Chrissy Wake Up. I don't like this. Chrissy Wake Up. Oh, I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I have. you must immediately. Go. You know, if you have Spotify and you type in, um, uh, what do you type in? You type in, um, uh, uh, I forget it's it's you it's not this long, but basically you type into Spotify uh, songs that I would listen to to get away from Vecna. It'll populate a playlist for you <laughs> based nice. on what it thinks would work to wake you up from Vecna. Really? Mm-hmm. That's based on your personal. Yeah, unfortunately, the Paw Patrol theme song was on my playlist, <laughs> so I was like, "Well, this is not as cool for me." But, but you know, work. yeah, but it probably <laughs> would work because I'd hear it. I, wait I'm a coming. second, wait a second. Coming. That's my family. They're calling me. Poor Patrol saves you from Vecna every yeah. time. Have you watched the uh, pitch meeting for season four of Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. It's also Have you hilarious. Also? I don't think. Okay. Don't think One so. of the best parts is when he starts talking about like, and then the bad guy, uh, he's uh, he's like this ghostly other world guy, and he's like, oh, Voldemort, and he's like, oh no, I have seen that. He's like, no, no, totally different. Does he have a nose? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just calls him Voldemort for the rest of the pitch meeting, which is hilarious. I have seen it. It was, it was pretty funny. I did also watch a, a video that was like going through all of the times that Vecner had been, uh, had appeared in the other seasons mm-hmm. and we hadn't like noticed him, which is pretty slick. Oh, okay. And my favorite thing was that they pointed out that when Will was trapped in the upside down, the reason he like survived as long as he did is because he was singing his favorite song the entire time. Oh, he was. Never he was. Ending story. It kept him, kept him focused. No, not that one. He was singing. Um, That's uh, what's his name? Favorite song. D- yeah, he was singing the one that he liked with his brother off the record. I forget what it is though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, the record was a big thing in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they had some interesting things, and I don't know if those were just fans accrediting things or if it was actually written into the original story. But there was some really neat, like mm. this happened, and uh, especially like that rose shaped. Uh, stained glass. Apparently, like that's popped up in other places, and the TikToking sound effects and things. And I was like, oh, "That's pretty cool." Man, you're wondering if that if they built this whole arch arc arc from season one to season five. Yeah, did they intentionally, or did they like now that they're here, they're like, "Oh, we've been using that TikTok sound." We've been throwing. Well, it my, well one of my little sisters told me they're going right back now. and editing episodes. What sneaking in sound effects that weren't there before? I've, mm-hmm. I've heard conflicting things on that. Okay. That there was a accusation of that, but it wasn't true. So if it's me, know. I'm going back. What does that what does that matter? Let me well Yeah, let me you guys think I'm great. great for the next let people me go change it. Mm. So that way it is great. Mm. So I, I do have to admit I have taken a quiz of which Stranger Things personality are you? Okay. And 
Which one are you, Sarah? I'm logging into BuzzFeed right now. I, I'm definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I... Came up as Nancy, which doesn't surprise me because I would definitely be out there with the shotgun. No idea. No. He could be be definitely Steve. Steve. I'm Hopper breaking my own leg and still running. False. 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 You're Steve. Uh, Steve's okay, too. If you were the babysitter, I would definitely be with you and not with Jonathan. Are you doing it, Jonah? I found I can't really find it, but I did I just, find one that says, "Which Stranger Things teen are you based on your modern pop music yeah, I preferences?" Type in Paw Patrol, and it said, okay. <laughs> "Oh, I I have a BuzzFeed app because sometimes I get bored and do a bunch of quizzes." All right. <laughs> Next time's topic. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I do have to say, I saw a meme of the um, my two dads cover. From the show way back when, and the girl, the teenage girl who was on there looks exactly like um, Nancy. Is it Nancy? Yeah. And then the they have put um, Steve and uh, Dustin as the two guys, which is very funny. I, I need your help. Your friends would describe you as... As part of the BuzzFeed thing, we have options. loyal, I was say funny, charismatic, kind, relaxed, or logical. I'll go with kind. Hmm. Kind guy. I'm gonna go with logical. We'll go kind. You know, man, logical. It's definitely <laughs> kind. <laughs> I, was, I, I was gonna say kind. Okay. I was gonna say kind. All right, thank you. I'll keep going. We get, read, just read us every question and we'll oh, tell you the proper answer. A, oh, yeah, there we go. Choose a place to hang out with your friends. Community pool. <laughs> Palace arcade. I, I, that's He's good. He's in there. That's good. Mike's basement. <laughs> junkyard. Hawkins Junk. Middle School or Star Court Mall. I'm going to go with the arcade. Palace arcade. Oh, I, I found a good BuzzFeed one. That's the, the first question. Looks great. Okay, you have to vote on which Stranger Thing episode is best. Oh. Individual episode? Season 1, Episode 1, The Vanishing of Will Byers. Season 2, Episode 1, Mad Max. Season 3, Episode 1, Susie, Do You Copy? Or Season 4, Episode 1, The Hellfire Club. I'm going with Susie. <laughs> In a crisis. Is she even real? Yes, she's even, on the show. You don't know that in Episode 1? I think I go Mad Max. Mad Max was pretty good. Mad Max was pretty good. Although That's The true. Hellfire Club episode her brother, was also like her great. so much. In a crisis, you know, in a no crisis you'd he be calm, <laughs> cautious, nervous, strategic, responsible, or brave. One more time. Nervous. <laughs> he, said, he agreed. He nodded at you. So. What was the situation? In a crisis. In a crisis. Oh, okay. I'd probably be nervous. Maybe. Maybe calm. No. <laughs> nervous or calm. I need, a, I need a tiebreaker. Nervous, calm, strategic. Uh, we'll res- go with nervous. Okay, that's fine. What kind of snack are you grabbing at the food court? Pretzels. Oh. Pretzels. Soft pretzels, number one, right there. Icy cinnamon roll or orange Julius. If soft pretzel wasn't on the list, I'd go a cinnamon roll, but soft pretzels right there. Finally, choose something important from the series. The Christmas lights, Muse, the cat, Barb, Steve's bat, Barb. They, they let Barb go a long time ago. Or Dart. <laughs> she did make a, a Man. reappearance or whatever. Dustin made me so upset with Dart in season whatever it was. Yeah. What are you doing? Wait. I know you're a little kid, but this is dumb. Right. Clearly what this is dumb. What did you resonate Except with for the knowing most? my kids that are his age in that show, I really it's exactly what would happen. Then go for it. They did if you good. already fought. Right, the upside oh, no. down people. No oh no! Who are you, Kevin? I'm smart, kind, and somewhat shy. You value honesty, and you always put others' needs ahead of your Barb. own. Barb, Barb, you have Barb. a creative mind. <laughs> are you Barb? No. Oh. <laughs> you have a creative mind, a big heart, and a youthful presence. I'm Will. Oh, that checks. That checks. The mind all right. If you had been you finish it? That would have been amazing. Easily forgotten. No one is <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with you. Is that a solution? Poor Barb. Man. Poor Barb. Alright, well go take a test for yourself, see what character you are. Let no, us know. For Jonah. Oh, oh, oh. I wasn't doing it. Oh, I, okay. I did like three he questions of like two others. Funny ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, go for it, Will. <laughs> Let us know in the there's no comments here. I don't know. Send us an email. Otherwise, go play some games. And have a nice day.